everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast, Oh God, I'm in my 20s. Before we begin, we're going to introduce ourselves. My name is Roshni, and I go to university in the UK. And I'm Lishri, I go to the University of Melbourne. And I'm Simui, and I'm a student at the National University of Singapore. Great. So before we get into the main topic of today's podcast, we're going to do a question of the day, which is something we'll start every episode with. It's my turn to ask the question this week. And my question is, how emotionally destroyed was everyone by the new Spider-Man movie? Emotionally destroyed? (laughs) I I cried like three times, I think, throughout, throughout the movie. What about you guys? Is it bad if I say that I didn't cry? You didn't cry? <laughs> I didn't cry. Are you I, dead I inside? No, because I didn't really know the backstories for like, especially Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man as well as like most oh people watching did, I guess. But like, yeah, I didn't cry. Bing way! So. Oh my god. I'm so but, the movie you. was great. I love the movie. It's just that I didn't cry. Yeah, when I tell you I sobbed, I have not wept at a film like that in so long. Mm-hmm. I didn't at sob, I teared. Um, I, I cried at a lot of parts, but there was one part, the, the biggest spoiler of the movie, which if you haven't seen Spider-Man, stop listening for like 20 seconds, when Aunt May, you know, dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just didn't stop crying after that. I just continued crying. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. It was quite un- unexpected for me because I'm not like a super Spider-Man fan, so I didn't see that coming. But apparently, a lot of people know that that's coming, so it was unexpected. I didn't know she was gonna die. That's unfair. No, because it's either Uncle Ben or Aunt May die in Superman. Sorry, why can't Spider-Man Peter just have a break? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> I know someone must die. Yeah, someone <laughs> must die. Okay, so we've deduced that Lishi and I are normal and Singway is dead inside. Hey, that's unfair. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into today's topic. Seeing as this podcast is called Oh God, I'm in my 20s, the first episode is going to be about our 20s. Specific, specifically the ups and downs of being thrust into your 20s before you know what's going on. So um, I guess the biggest question is, how do we feel about entering our 20s? Are any of us actually having a quarter life crisis? Not a quarter life crisis, but a little bit of identity crisis. Because I've always thought that entering in entering my 20s I will be an adult by now for some for some reason by default I will be an adult figure things out already but I still feel like a kid same (laughs) yeah I if I could describe how I feel about entering my 20s in two words it would be apprehensive and resigned like (laughs) I'm stressed but also I have no choice so it is what it is yeah (laughs) You know when you get so stressed that you just like circle back around to calm? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Yeah. This is a really positive start, guys. <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah. I also think that. Sorry, Singwei, go on. And yeah, no, I just like resonate. I guess it's like twenties being a weird stage to be in. I don't know, like like our expectations so that it would be rad radically different from being in high school or whatever. But somehow, I feel like my. Hmm, not to say that I didn't change or anything from like being seventeen, but like, I guess a lot of a lot of the major parts of my identity kind of like formed when I was seventeen, and then now it's just maintaining itself in mm. a way, you know. Yeah. Oh, I disagree. I feel like a lot of parts of myself that formed when I was. 17 have kind of disappeared and now I don't know I, I'm left with like bare minimum and I'm trying to rebuild which mm -hmm. isn't necessarily bad it's just it feels like I'm starting from square one which isn't mm -hmm. really what I thought I'd be doing but. it's interesting how you say you're starting from square one but how I see it is I'm maturing through mm -hmm. I'm maturing now it's not I'm improving instead of going back to square one again and trying to figure things out I think in a way I get what you mean by going back again because you have to figure things out again figure out what you want who you are once again as a as a as an adult right instead of mm. a teenager yeah yeah I mean definitely you would like you would know better now you know yeah you, wouldn't do you know like, like the same things yeah like i thought i was pretty mature back in like my teenage <laughs> life but well, now that i look back at it i'm like who is this kid <laughs> i mean true yeah i feel the same also like i don't know back then somehow we just really wanted to like grow up but then now it's the opposite i feel like i just want to be a kid again <laughs> oh <laughs> Like, as oh, the responsibilities just like streaming, you're just like, ah, no. <laughs> um, I feel like I have a yearly realization of crisis. Not, not really a crisis, mm -hmm. but I have a yearly like momentary panic. And it's always, mm -hmm. it's always related to my birthday. So thoughts on birthdays. I birthdays. love birthdays. See? Okay. It's a lot of I, <laughs> we we know how I feel about my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's not a recent development. I've never really liked my birthday just because it's it's an inconvenient day to be born on and do things. My birthday is Valentine's Day, which like kind of sucks for plans. But in recent years, <laughs> I've developed a complex about my birthday and I have a crisis. But my issue is, okay, I always have the crisis around like the end of the year because mm -hmm. like I'm turning a year older, right? And yeah. so when it comes to my birthday, I feel like I'm calm the week before. And then suddenly the day of, I'm crying. I don't know why, I'm just crying. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just happened for the past two birthdays now, but my goal for this year for this year my one and only goal for my birthday is to not cry and i think i can do it that's right let's go you've got this you've got this yeah but you guys you guys liked your birthdays 
Um, yeah, I like it. I think mainly because I have had good experience either with my friends or family. So there's nothing to resent um, for. And especially it's the only day you can make things about yourself and people would actually <laughs> not mind. <laughs> you get what I mean? Like you can make you can make yourself a queen of the day and nobody's gonna say no. So mm. own it. I feel like in the past I I, I didn't like my birthday. Like, I kinda hated it. I feel like I, I had a lot of expectations, especially uh, mm. for like how I wanted it to go. But like, they almost always never went the way like I envisioned them to go. I mean, I can't even really like, recall what it is that I was expecting. But basically, I was always let down. And like, I think because there was always a buildup of like expectation from like, especially uh giving giving others the attention you you think they deserve during their birthday which is like yeah like there's no issue with that but then you expect that the same would apply yeah. to you as well when your birthday yeah. comes around so then like being back in that teenage mindset it, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't really go well when like yeah you just don't have your expectations met for how much attention you receive on your birthday. I don't know if that's making any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, it does, yeah. it does. For, for the longest time, right, my teenage self didn't enjoy my birthday. And then, like, I mean, eventually, of course, as you age and everything, like, it, it's weird, lah. It went, my birthday went from being just, like, any regular day as a kid, because I didn't really celebrate my birthday as a kid. When It went from being, like, just any other day to being, like, oh, is, is this the way it, it is? Like, people, like, celebrate your birthday and then like they give you all this attention on this special day to like I guess now it's like I just appreciate that this day is like an opportunity for people to just tell me whatever they want to tell me or like do whatever they want to do with me uh and the same applies to when it's their birthday as well like it's my excuse to like be extra nice to them or like just yeah show them like love and attention that kind of thing yeah but I mean in terms of like the like the fact that you know that uh, you've aged one one year extra, I guess for now I'm still okay with it. You know, like it's not like I'm super old, right? <laughs> we are not old, but we act like yeah, we're, we're not too old. Forty. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll have pretty... different feelings when I'm thirty. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Roshi and I are turning. Oh, twenty-one. Yeah, 21, which is a special number in like, I don't know, is it like an Asian culture or I don't know what, but my family put a lot of emphasis on 21, 21st birthday. What about yours, Roshni and Singwei? It's a big, I think it's a big deal everywhere to turn 21. Yeah. Okay, okay. Definitely it is, yeah. My family will probably make a big deal about the fact that I'm 21. Well, actually, they made a big deal when I called for New Year's. They were like, oh my gosh, you're turning 21. <laughs> wow, um, that's quick. That was slightly stressful. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of celebration, there's probably not going to be much, but that's on an individual basis. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
I guess that leads into the next question, which is, do you feel any different without the like the 10 one. in your age? Yeah. Like now that you've dropped the one and replaced it with a two, this is more relevant for Singway, who's going to be turning hey. 20. <laughs> she's no more teen. No more <laughs> at the end of my age set. But also actually I feel like at first I thought I would feel more emotional about it. Like I felt like I would mind more but now I actually feel quite happy to be like stepping into my 20s because it's just like it makes me yeah it makes me proud of myself in a way that like I, I'm no. like yeah like I'm starting this kind of new not not new journey but just like yeah I'm older now and like actually it's better to be like like you're taken more seriously too to have like a two in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Back then, like when I whenever I said I was 19, especially to my peers here, right? Because they are like like the girls are like 20, uh, and then the guys are like what 22, most of my mm-hmm. peers anyway, in my year. Every time I said I was 19, I felt like a kid. I don't know why, but then and then they will start saying stuff like, oh my god, you're so young, and I'm just like eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we're talking about our 20s, but 19 is such a weird age. It's like right. the, the in-between forgotten age that no one really like pays any attention to. Mm-hmm. But you're you're not, yeah, it's it's a weird in-between stage. I quite enjoyed being 19. Same. Yeah. I liked it too. But I thought 19 mm-hmm. was a, like an odd number as well, right? So yeah, it's like pays an attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, this is an intense question. How have your 20s differed from your expectations when you were younger? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why when I was younger, like, like, I think Nishi also mentioned just now, like, you know, when you're, you you imagine that when you're 20, you're like, super successful and independent (laughs) already, but then the reality now is just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> studying still living under my parents roof haven't graduated right. yet <laughs> I can confidently say that everything is different the only thing that All has right. come true is that I am in university mm, that, yeah. that's it but yeah but and and I thought like obviously when you're 13 no one tells you about like you don't think about the lows of being in your mm-hmm. adulthood Mm-hmm. you kind of just think about like oh I'm gonna be really successful I'm gonna do really well and you're gonna get a job mm-hmm. you're gonna meet someone like it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be a coming of age mm-hmm. film except you're 20 yep yep and like yes to an extent that's true and I am having yep. fun in my 20s but I think the thing that they fail to tell you about your 20s is that while you can have the highest of the highs you also have the highest of the, the lowest of the lows and there's sort of no in between, which mm. gets very exhausting, but it is what it is. That's right. That's right. I don't think I've heard enough people saying that turning 20 or 21 is not a big deal. Like it's not going to shift your entire life mm. from being a teenager to an adult. And I guess. It's also a bit different. I think COVID plays a part as well. So 
that may be a reason why I don't feel that much different from turning 19 to 20 and 21. Yeah. yeah that's actually mm -hmm. very interesting, like a very interesting observation. I feel like we just, we just have it weird for us. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So we're transitioning into like, yeah. It feels like we lost a few years of our life in a way. Like, mm, yeah. But not even just us. I feel like whenever I talk to like anyone who's of a different age, they just feel like the past few years have been like stagnation for them. Mm. You know, like nothing really changed. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like your life is on hold and therefore your growth is on hold. Mm. But obviously, yeah. that's not how time works. So I don't know, for me, it feels like I haven't lived enough life to be 21, even though realistically, <laughs> I guess I have. <laughs> right. Hey, we lived through a pandemic. We have lived enough. That's true. And the pandemic is still <laughs> going on, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, it's weird. Do you think your 15-year-old self would like you as you are now? I think yeah. I would say like, but I wouldn't say admire. <laughs> oh, I do agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't really remember who I was at fifteen. Yeah, I don't. I don't fifteen remember. Fifteen, we were grade one. Fifteen, we were grade nine. 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 Grade ten. And I was grade ten. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Grade, grade 10 was a good time. Grade 9 was less of a good time. Um, 15 year old me would be quite judgy of 21 year old me. Oh, yeah. I've, I think she would respect my choices. I just don't think she'd agree with most of my choices, which is fair enough. She'd but would you say that your 15 years old self was more critical than you are now? So, critical, like a bit too critical. Critical in a different way. I don't think I've become less critical of myself. I think I've just evolved in my criticisms. Um, 15 year old me was like very, like, it really immature in like what I thought my life would turn out to be. And I would say I'm more open-minded now. So I'm not critical of like the traditional things as in like grades and do you have a job? Do you have an internship? Like that kind of stuff. Mm. I think she would be yeah. quite disapproving of the fact that like I'm not doing enough. But mm. logically 21-year-old me knows how hard that is and that like it's never as easy to achieve everything that you thought you would. So yeah. She she was lame though. She <laughs> only kind of lame, so I don't really care about her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think we we should give our fifteen year old self some credit. I think we were we were quite the overachievers. <laughs> oh yeah, we were we were very capable and successful. Mm, yeah, mm. when we were younger, we thought we could you know, go to the mountain and climb Mount Everest so easily, you know, without considering the fact that it's so competitive out there, it's so stressful, doing your own laundry, cooking your own food while managing your, your finals and stuff. 
Yeah, mountains. I guess there's a beauty. Yeah, there's a beauty in that kind of like, like mindset too, I guess. Because you just, you dare to dream a little. Mm. Like the possibilities are like endless. But then the fact that there's like, like too much possibility almost makes it like super stressful. Which mm. I think was, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the case for me anyway. Like, it was too mm. much option, too many options, yeah. too much decision-making, too much yeah. stress. Yeah. I had the opposite stress, I think. My stress now mm. comes from the overload of possibilities. Like, I, I could realistically mm. do anything, and that, mm. that freedom kind of overwhelms me sometimes, whereas when I was 15... Mm. I didn't really know anything, so I thought, mm. oh, this is like mm. one way of doing things. I'm gonna be mm. on this path and it's it has to lead me to like a great outcome. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. never stressed mm. about I was never stressed about where I was going. Whereas now that's po- possibly like my biggest stress. I, I Same, don't Rashi. Yeah, I get yeah. I get what you mean. Because like now that we are in uni and soon 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 we'll be graduated we don't have a fixed path anymore and just because we took this major it doesn't necessarily lead us to this job or this life whereas when we were younger if we take like finance we know which school to go to right you know pick the best finance school um best unit that offers the best uh, finance major and stuff but now there's no that option for us anymore yeah that's interesting that's interesting because i feel like for myself i never knew what i wanted so my life has always been like deciding from too many things but but like i can relate in terms of like thinking that the only way to attain like quote-unquote success is like through like the conventional routes of like internship Mm. and then like nine to five or like getting like a reputable kind of job and like being like be having like your I guess worth be tied to your achievements in your academics mm. plus your like career. I yeah. think that that thing that kind of that shifted lah. Like it's not it's not the case anymore. Like there's just more options to explore mm. in in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is true for you guys, but I feel like when I was younger, if we're discussing fifteen, like when I was fifteen. I never thought about, this sounds really dumb, but I never thought about how I would feel if I had mm. achieved these things or like if I had been on the path to achieve mm. these things. I never thought about like, will I actually be happy? Like if I go to an mm-hmm. Ivy League and I do this like fancy degree and I get a job, mm-hmm. I've, I never considered like how I would feel, whether I would be mm. content with that. It was sort of just, mm-hmm. of course, if you, if you do all these things, if you check all these boxes, of course you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. whereas the yeah. biggest reason why I feel lost now is because I'm realizing that like all of my happiness doesn't come from my degree all mm-hmm. of my happiness doesn't come from like wh- what job I'm gonna do in five years mm-hmm. yeah so now I gotta yeah. figure out what makes me happy Hashtag girls <laughs> girls try so you're not starting from square one, Roshni. You have all this in you right Hell now. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. 
do do we do you think you're growing? Are you are you trying to find yourself? And how 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 are you finding yourself? Give me some tips. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I think all of us are trying to find ourselves, right? Because mm-hmm. we are pretty different. Um, we're pretty different now, and. I think it's important to know that like, I think it's a crucial year to figure that out before you get like make another uh, life-changing decision. Like you know how they say, right? The first job that you stay would can actually impact your future career path and stuff like that. Is that am I getting too like serious in the career thing? No, you're not but, anything so possible. You could be right, you could be wrong. We'll find out. But yeah, I think, at least for me, I feel like it's important to know what I like and what I can do long term before finding a job or like further my studies. Because right now, I'm in, my, I'm in uni now. So that's me trying to find myself before making another big life decision. And mm-hmm. by doing that, I... I'm reading more books, talking to more people, and exploring different career, I guess, small jobs, like anything that would expose me to a different experience. Yeah, that's how I'm doing. You read a lot of self-help books. Yeah, yeah, she reads a lot, I feel. No, 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 not a lot. Uh, Once every two months or three months, yeah. No, do you, but I do you find self help books to be helpful? Actually, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, I used to read a lot of self help books. I used to only read self help books, but I noticed that mm, it's not that different from talking to different people, you know? Because hmm. self help book is basically just opinions of different people, different successful people's um, opinion, and hmm. everyone's different. So it's just random. In the way I see it is I can I can just talk to a successful people a person in real life and get the same amount of content or similar message from them. And yeah, so now I kind of step away from those like how to be successful, like or like uh what you should know, what what I should know when I was 20 or something like that. Cause it's just their opinion, and I think I can get that from anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't expect you to say that. That makes sense, though. I think that's because I've read so much, then I noticed it didn't really help me much, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mm. don't just... I think self-help is still important. It's still very nice to... It's still a good read, but you have to pick a good one. Not just any self-help book. Yeah. And like it has to be somewhat actionable for you and like relevant yeah. to you. So like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same way would you say you're finding yourself? I mean, of course. <laughs> I mean <laughs> just just within this like past few weeks, I feel like I've learned so much more about myself already. Like it's quite mm-hmm. quite insane. Uh. I don't know. Like I came back to Singapore. I mean, I went back for the winter break to Malaysia and I came back to Singapore. And then I just felt like such a, like, like 
I'm like rejuvenated, you know, like I'm back from my slump and I'm ready to like conquer the world again. And then I just That's good. like yeah, like I I I'm definitely more confident in my own skin now because I just kind of acknowledge and like learn a lot about who I am and like accept those parts of who I am, like embrace mm. them and then just like like when you're in when you're self-aware to that extent you just can carry yourself better in like certain situations and like yeah like you know some like for example like an like a tough kind of situation that previously would would make me feel embarrassed or like um uneasy now I feel like I can navigate it pretty well and just like uh I don't know like it's not, I'm not sure if I'm making any sense also but like no that makes sense I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with like how far I've come in terms of being able to be comfortable with Mm. myself and like acknowledge that uh some things I'm okay with some things I'm not and then yeah by being just comfortable like that it's been easy to talk to people it's been easy to Mm. like just do life yeah and then yeah yeah of course, I'm growing. Hashtag growth. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag um, growth. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I'd say I am trying to find myself. I'm very far from. Well, I don't know. I guess it's debatable whether or not anyone ever really finds themselves. But mm. I'm definitely trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it sounds cheesy, but I'm trying to find. It's less about finding myself and it's more about finding what makes me happy because mm. I feel like that inevitably leads to you knowing yourself anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know this year my big my big revelation was to just chill and take it one day at a time. Um, I've been trying to find the balance between practicality such as like things that I know that I have to do like mm-hmm. there are just certain things that you need to accomplish for your degree and like for general life skills I'm trying to find the balance between that and enjoyment things that I want to do things that I I, I think about aside mm-hmm. from the my responsibilities um I'm trying to set goals for myself but not intense mm-hmm. goals it's more like vague I want to, I don't know, make three new friends or something. That's not one of my goals. That's a weird goal, but (laughs) (laughs) example. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. My motto is just fake it till you make it. Mm. Same. Fake it till you make it. Actually, speaking about that, right, I think we focus more on, yeah, we don't, feel like three of us focus a lot on mental health or like mindset wise mm-hmm. self-love than um like those typical success that people usually talk about like get into this company and achieve this by 21 years old or like 20 years or something like that because mm-hmm. we no longer talk about those stuff anymore and mm-hmm. would you say yeah. that's yeah, I guess that's just a shift in mindset in, in us, right? Like we prioritize our well-being first. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a testament to how we've grown together. Mm. Like, this is lame, but <laughs> um, <laughs> we've, I don't know, I've, we've seen each other at our best and worst, and mm. our priorities have just shifted from a, what I would consider to be a more juvenile way of thinking of like, oh, did you, did you get into this uni? Like, are you doing these mm. things? are you on track quote unquote in life whereas now we're just like are you happy okay (laughs) are you happy yes which is so much more sustainable than a checklist Mm. yeah because it's real competitive out there you know a lot at least from Mm -hmm. what i've seen a lot of people are still chasing you know climbing up the ladder since yeah non-stop mm-hmm. and that's pretty pressuring so I'm glad that we are on the same boat so that it doesn't make me feel any worse mm-hmm. yeah we brought each other but at the same yeah. time safe space I do feel like I do feel like you know being successful in academics and career mm-hmm. it it's all about balance huh? like because I mm-hmm. realized that when I when I suffer in those areas I can't necessarily get myself to just be like, hey, it's okay. Like in other areas of life, I'm fine. That's why I can justify doing badly mm. in those areas. It doesn't really work that way, I realize. Like it's mm. like I just mm. I need to maintain that balance. Mm. But it can't really really be like skewed towards just like for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, giving up everything you can't... just to like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just quit uni because you're unhappy, right? Yeah. Like you need to be realistic. You still need to uh, push yourself, but don't push it too much that it affects your mm-hmm. daily routine or your mind mm-hmm. or your well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, it's hard. Yeah, but you can do it. That's right. So yeah, final thoughts on our 20s. My biggest takeaway is that everyone, everyone's in the same boat. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how put together someone looks or how many things they've achieved, you're all like, no one has a manual. You're all mm. trying to build the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And, like, you'll figure it out, basically. Mm. I'm looking forward, actually. Mm. Mm. A, a little bit for myself but more so for other people because I feel like 20s is the magical year it's where some people are still you know at grad school but some people will get married already or even have babies already Jesus so Christ okay <laughs> I just can't wait to see who will be the first person to get married or get engaged in our mm-hmm. friend group pause on you the know? babies for a few years please <laughs> I mean not us definitely but you know it will be interesting to see how much people have changed since high school and how much they have changed um, yeah how different they are now compared to then Yeah. Really looking very forward. I mean, why why did you discount the possibility that one of us here could get engaged soon? <laughs> yeah, we see. I don't, I, I don't think no. so though. I don't think so. But mm. Mm. 
She's the one in the healthy, stable relationship. My vote to Andy for who's most likely. <laughs> anyway, everyone's invited to leave you the wedding. Hey, you know, I want front, front, like the best seats, you know. Guys, let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's for next week. That's right. Um, what's your takeaway? My takeaway from being in a, uh, I mean, my sentiments are pretty much the same. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm curious because, like, time has been passing by extra fast. Like, I feel like every, every, every year, it just gets faster and faster. I don't know if that's the same for you guys, mm, too. But, like, same, same. like, on one end, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to, like, you know, do all these things and, like, have myself like experience more but on the other hand I'm also like freaking out because it's like yeah like time is just going by so fast I don't know mm. if like you know in the blink of an eye everything will just like go by and like I'll feel like I don't know when my time went but I guess I trust myself to like do enough to be proud of myself mm. by 30 but yeah eh, just go with the flow and like see where it goes I, I feel like yeah it, it helps to be a bit optimistic mm. in a way mm-hmm. but like yeah. I guess because of like all the things that I've been through that optimism isn't just like a like yeah everything will turn out fine it's more like uh like you know there will be setbacks and whatnot but like at the end of the day things will be fine and like mm. yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't yeah I don't expect like unrealistic things of myself anymore I, I know what I'm capable of and like I respect myself uh enough I guess to like not in a way like uh how do you put it uh it's almost like self-harm I don't know in the past it's like you expect unre- unrealistic things of yourself and then you don't meet them and then you beat yourself up over it. Like I would mm. consider that kind of mm-hmm. like self-harm. In the past I would mm. do that a lot, but like now I mean I, I have grown to love myself a lot more to like not do mm. that, right? So mm. I'm optimistic of, of my twenties mm. moving forward because of that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All you can do is try your best and it'll be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it will be fine. So yeah, that was our opinions on entering your 20s. Um, let us know what you think. Um, and <laughs> we'll have another episode out next week. And we hope you listen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.